Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Steve. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? Hey, we're going to be talking about how to properly sell an army on eBay. Yeah, offloading those things, man. And uh, that that's always a bittersweet thing to do, huh? It is when you put, you know, especially if it's an art project. I mean, if it's just like a, you know, graybacks, as we like to say, uh, you know, who cares, but... If you put, you know, some heart and soul into the paint job you did, yeah, you, you want to make sure that it's going for a worthy uh, price. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, man, you uh, you have gone through uh, more armies than, than I think I've gone through socks. So you definitely are the right guy to know how to sell those things on eBay. Yeah, I mean, if you have a short attention span, especially in this hobby, you better know how to do it. <laughs> oh, this hobby. Yeah, you know. I'm going to get into, um, there isn't a lot going on in the news, folks. Um, we're going to kind of surpass the uh, the rumor engine uh, this week because I, I really want to dive in and talk about the state of things in the hobby. And um, I think it's important. I think the, the statement that Games Workshop came out with uh, last week on the 4th, uh, I think is important. And I think it's something that I think we need to understand because I think I think we're in a real interesting place. I'll just leave it at that right now uh, for the... Um, for the hobby as it stands, because, um, you know, I, I think, well, we're either in a make or break, uh, situation in, in the hobby. I mean, Steve, is that a, is that a fair way to put it? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely would think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, again, you know, I don't, I don't really, we generally here on Grimdark Live, we don't like to get uh, too doom and gloom and we're not definitely going to do that, uh, per se, but I think, I think sometimes, you yeah. know, sometimes you, know, you, you got to, you got to wipe your ass with sandpaper just to make sure you you get all the shit out. We got to we got we got to we got to really have a lot we got to talk about here and um but I got to tell you Steve what uh, what a difference a week can make, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the case. Um but that's okay because everything happens for a reason. That's right. That's right. And and, and we have a lot to go through on today's show and and and, and if need be, um I guess come to a reckoning of the state of things, as I said earlier, on, on what the heck this uh, this community is doing. And and uh, well, folks, if if by any means uh, you're easily offended or or, or may want to uh, you may want to stop listening right now, uh, or or if in fact uh, you you can deal with some potent honesty, or, or maybe you're just a passive aggressive little gossip twerp, uh, please by all means, uh, then in, then in that case, continue listening. And as always, we've got the uh, the question of the day and the closing thoughts towards the end of the show. Hey, you Grimdark goons, thank you all so much for listening to our Grimdark Live podcast. If you're new to the Grimdark Live experience or new to our podcast and like what you hear, please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends. 
Let us know what you think about Grimdark Live in the show's comment sections, and let us know just how we're doing. Also, don't forget to catch us live on Thursdays. And if that isn't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. That's grimdarklive.com. Anyway, thanks for listening, following, and just being awesome. Right here, folks, we are going to uh, dive right into it. So uh, I'll leave it to you, sir, since we never really talked before the show, which uh, which topic was going to launch first. Uh, who goeth first on today's show? What do you think? Who you, you, uh, oh, you... let's get the eBay stuff out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, folks, let's talk about this, man. Let, Steve, what do we got, man? If I, if I got an army that I want to sell, how am I going to do it? Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to take good pictures. Yeah. Uh, you would be amazed how many armies will sit on eBay for weeks and some, in some cases, even months. And what that does for you as the seller is it frustrates you. You're not truly exhibiting your army the way you should. And there's a lot of reasons that people take stuff off eBay after they've had it up there for a couple of weeks because they just they just can't sell their army and one of the things that you want to make sure you're doing is whenever you sell an army the first thing you have to do is come up with a good title if you're playing a, the game of warhammer warhammer should be in the title of your ebay sale makes sense so yeah for instance so for instance if i'm selling let's say my cities of sigma i am going to put warhammer cities of sigmar and if you've got too much the the problem that people do is they're selling an entire army so they try to shove as much as they can into the title don't do that all you have to do is put down warhammer cities of sigmar army if people see a good picture underneath it they're going to do the legwork and they're going to go into the description which we're going to talk about in a little bit but the first thing you want to do is you want to come up with a title that is relevant. A lot of the times people will misspell things uh, in their eBay sales, and you'd be surprised how much that can affect your ability to sell your army. Well, yeah, because people use that uh, for searching purposes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. People are looking for a search. So, for instance, I even noticed it myself one time when I was selling uh, something for Gloomspite Gits, and I put... Uh, G-I-T, and then I put, like, uh, I j- mistyped. I think there was an X or something on the end. And so I was wondering why I hadn't uh, had many uh, watchers or I hadn't had a lot of uh, views. And so when I went to the title, I was like, oh, geez, I had it spelled wrong. So I'm telling you from experience, make sure that when you are making up your title for your eBay sale, that you have everything spelled correctly. Okay. Makes Next sense. Thing you yeah, want to make pretty sure basic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you would think, but you'd be surprised. Um, the next thing that is really going to draw someone to your army is going to be picks. So if you have an army that you're selling, make sure you try to get um, a flat surface with as little amount of background as you can. Because, and I know that eBay now has a feature where you can eliminate your back, where you can eliminate the background, but it, it's kind of sketchy at times. So oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. 
Yeah, they actually have this background remover, but um, it, it, it works great sometimes, but other times it can be a little sketchy. So what I suggest you do is if you're selling armies on the regular, go to Walgreens and pick up one of those trifolds that kids use like when they do a school project and use that for your background. And then take a picture of your army. Make sure that the lighting is good. If you have one of those adjustable lamps, make sure it's on and make sure it's shining towards the army. Because the one thing I know that people hate, uh, especially since I hate it myself, is when you're trying to look at an army and the lighting is very poor. So you want to make sure that you've got that lamp on right. that army so that they can see clearly what your models look like. Because the pick is going to sell the army. Right. That's what's selling your army even more so than the title. That picture is going to sell that army. So make sure. So, you... so far, all common sense, man. You know, make sure people can see your army and you spell everything correctly. Yeah. And, but it's also, <laughs> you, you learn how to be a better photographer too, because you will learn in some auctions that um, the pics you, you took were not very good. So you have to learn how to come in on angles sometimes and show like a group of like, for instance, uh, selling like a group of six trolls. You want to make sure that you come in from an angular position so that the the viewer can see the whole unit kind of featured. Don't just try to take a picture from the front because sometimes they're not going to get the whole picture because there's, you know, models in the back that aren't being seen. So if you kind of do an overhead angular shot, you're going to get uh, better picks. Okay. And All right. you're going to draw and you're going to draw people subsequently, you know, to your auction. Um, the next thing you want to make sure you're doing is uh, in your description, be specific. Okay. Okay. If you are not selling your army base, let's say you have half your army painted and half your army unpainted. Well, the per person can clearly see that in the picture. So when you sell your army, don't even put painted because you're going to get yourself into trouble because if half the army is not painted and half the army is painted and you put in there painted thinking, Oh, well, okay, no, don't okay. do that. So That's you're saying, saying even if you have like some of the units painted, you don't even want to put down like mostly painted no, or some painted. They can, no, they can clearly see what's painted and whatnot. If you took good picks. Okay. So right. you good. just, you just simply put down like for like, we've been using the cities of Sigmar, just put down, exactly what is being sold and then at the bottom of every single auction i always put down models are sold as they are so that means yep. if you're looking at a pick and you see it's painted for one model but the other model's not painted that's how i'm selling the army right so yep. that no one can ever come back at you and say hey well you know you know you you uh, misled me here no make sure you put at the end of every description after you've listed your models in detail, tell, you know, like if a unit has full command, make sure you're writing, you know, 30 great swords with full command, you know, 30 total, you know, be specific so that um, people can't come back at you then and say, oh, well, this, that, and the other thing. You can say, no, if you go back and read the description, everything I said that's in this auction is in that auction. So, right. yeah. And then, um, Make sure that uh, when you are doing, when you're doing your price, this is Warhammer, guys. No one is ever going to give you what you paid for for that army, <laughs> unless you are. I'm, it just—it's the truth. That is and the truth. Unless you're a pro painter, 
Now, if you're a pro painter, I mean, we're talking someone, you know, like, you know, high quality. Um, if you are a pro painter, yes, obviously you're going to get more money probably for your army. But if you are just a regular guy with a regular paint job, you know, I'm, you know, moderate, I would say, you know, if you have a nice, you know, tabletop, moderate paint job, you're probably going to get two thirds the value of your army. So unless, like I said, unless you're a pro, so don't have high expectations. Like if you spend a thousand dollars on your, you know, your empire army or your city's army, uh, unless you're a pro painter, you're not going to get anywhere near a thousand dollars for that army. You might get 600 if you're lucky. So the rule I kind of always have gone with is, you know, and I'm certainly no pro painter. Uh, I always look for at least two thirds value of the army. I know I'm going to take a hit. I know I'm going to lose money. But the idea is if you're trying to get rid of one army to finance another, be reasonable in your price, but also make sure it's something that will turn around quick. Because if you're not, realistically, your army's just going to sit on eBay and no one's going to buy it. Yeah, I think no, that's, no that's guys, true. No guy's going to shell out $1,000 for an army that's uh, fully painted unless it's fully painted like, you know, our buddy Justin paints, you know, or, you know, someone like Nick, you know, yeah, yeah. Our, 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 our painters for our group and stuff. You know, those guys you will get, those guys you will get top dollar for. But you're not going to get that from someone like me. You know, you're going to get a nice paint oh, yeah. job. But that's it. That's all you're getting. Yeah, I, I could paint an army pretty well if I just stand back about 30 feet away and just throw the paint, you know, the paint cans at the well, models. You know, honestly, Pathetic. enough though, you actually, I believe, could break even if you ever sold your ogres. No, thank you. you, well, you, a... you ever, if, if, oh, I definitely believe that uh, because you put so much time and effort into them. That's the best paint job you've ever done. Oh, well, thank so, you. So, I mean, it is. I mean, I, and I think most of the guys who have seen that army agree. So, like, if you sold that, you could probably break even. I definitely can see you breaking even on that army. Nice. You know, well, granted, you're not, you're not a master class painter, but you but you know that. Not by any stretch. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. so let's put it this so, way. So you would would, would you want to differentiate between the terms? Like, let's say you have a fully painted army, right? And you put it on eBay. Do you want to tell them, you know, not pro painted, or do you? I mean, or do you think that would kind of delineate your ability to sell it well, for what you want? Remember. It's the interpretation. It depends on the person who's buying that army. If you say tabletop ready, or if you say um, average paint job, well, average to me might mean average to different to another person. Okay. So you have to be careful if you're not a painter, if you're not an artist, don't use artist terms. So basically, if, if, if I'm selling an army and it's all painted, I just simply put, what models are in the army they can see that it's clearly painted in the pictures you know that's why it's so it's so important to make sure you take good pictures so that when you are selling your army there's no question when a person looks at those models that they know what they're getting and that's the most that's the courteous thing to do you well, want sure. to make sure that your buyer is abs is absolutely going to get exactly what he sees yeah, and, and you don't ever want anything to come back on you because you know this is a this this is a big world but a small hobby. You know, you you step on a mouse and the world hears about it, and you hear about yeah. all you hear all the time. You know, don't don't buy anything from this guy; he ripped me off. Or look out oh, for this yeah. guy; he ripped me off. And it doesn't take much, you know, for for people no. to mother f you, especially in this I've, hobby. 
well, yeah, I've seen it happen so many times where I'm, I, I'll go and I'll look to buy something from somebody, but then I go to their, um, I go to their rating and if fits anything below 99%, like if I see like a 96% or a 97%, and then I go and I look at all of their, uh, the ratings and it says, you know, negative rating here, negative rating here, negative rating there. Uh, I'm not going anywhere near them. And I always look at what they say in those ratings, which is another good point you brought up. Right. If those ratings consistently say uh, late shipment, late shipment, or didn't even get the shipment, uh, if you see like two, three, four, five of those in a listing, you better be careful. You know, you better be careful because I've had it happen to me so many times where I took a chance and I've had to like literally uh, get in contact with like these sellers sometimes six, seven times just to get my product. Wow. But have, and, okay. And so, so let me ask you this. Have you ever been ripped off? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. All right. Um, uh, one seller many, many years ago, um, never even sent the item and then claimed that they had. So I was like, okay, you know, done. And see, to me, it's like, okay, you ripped me off of 75 bucks. I don't care. 75 bucks is not going to break my bank account, but you're a scumbag for life. Sure. You know, you, you are now a thief for life. Right. So you're, you know, 75 is not going to hurt me. It's not going to, it's not going to destroy my, you know, anything in my world, but right. Right. But, but to a rum dumb like that, you know, I got to tell you, you're, you're a better person than I am because if that ever happened to me, I, I would have two hobbies I'd work on for the rest of my life, my golf swing and making sure that guy was miserable. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it's just not worth it right? because it says more about them than it ever will say about you. You know, you're not a fool. They're just a thief. Sure. You know, that, that's the way you should be looking at it. A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. But at any rate, so when you are getting ready to... Um... You know, when you are getting ready to put your army up, make sure that, you know, it two thirds value if it's not a pro painted army. 
if you if, if you think you're going to get even dollar, well, you can go ahead and try. I mean, there's there's nothing saying you can't try. Go for it. You know, try it. But you're going to often find that, you know, gamers, there's more gamers out there that are broke than there are gamers out there, you know, that have the money. So just be careful and always, always, always make sure that when you are selling your army, you require immediate pay. What happens if you don't require immediate pay is that someone will buy your army, they'll, they'll click the button and they'll buy it, but then they won't pay you for two, three, four days. Yeah, that actually happened to me. Yeah, it happens all the time if you don't, because when you require immediate pay, what happens is, is that they can't even complete the sale unless they, unless they buy it, unless they pay for it at that time. Right. So when you require immediate pay, you're avoiding all that drama. Because what you're doing is you're eliminating the clowns that are going to buy your army and say, oh, well, I'm going to buy it on Tuesday, but I'll get it to you Friday. You're right. And then Friday becomes next Tuesday, you know. So we yeah. all know how that works. And I don't know if that was um, what happened with me per se, but I, I had sold um, uh, an AdMech army, as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, when I had shipped it, I sh- actually shipped the army to Japan, if you want to know the truth. But at any rate, um, I got a notification that my my money uh, if I'm, I'm i think it was i could be held up for 21 days mm-hmm. and it was, it was some deal between i think i called you about it i was like what the hell does this mean but you um, did and um this is why um now this is a personal preference so i i call this my you know the tough one out of the whole list okay international shipping okay well here we go if you want to ship internationally that's fine okay but understand that when you go to the post office, you have to fill out a customs form and you have to list every single item inside that box for the customs form. And I believe in some cases it can be considered a crime if you do not. In other words, you literally have to list because this is international, guys. You know, we're dealing with international law. You are shipping an item from your home country to another country. And so, you know, different laws, different, you know, I mean. I know that most countries have an agreement when it comes to the mail, but when you are shipping something to another country, it is very important you are listing exactly what is in that box because otherwise the customs officials in that country have the right to open up your, your box if they right. think there's something fishy going on. Yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is why whenever I am listing an item for sale, I never, ever, ever ship internationally. Because I just don't want to deal with the hassle. I want to be able to put something in a box, ship it priority mail. I like to ship priority mail just because it's reliable for the most part. I don't think I can, I don't think I've ever had a problem when I've shipped priority mail. It always gets to the destination, you know, in a reasonable amount of time, unless, you know, there's something going on, forest fires, whatever. But, uh, I always make sure that I avoid international shipping. It's just, and now look, you may not mind. You may, you know, you may say, hey, well, if I ship internationally, I'm opening up my, you know, my uh, uh, capacity to sell my um, auction, you know, in, in in a much greater way because I've now got the whole world looking at it instead of just, you know, the United States. Well, that's your call. Like I said, I don't advise on that one. That's 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 a personal call between, you know, you know, you know, yourself or if you're selling for someone else, maybe between you and that person. But uh, 
just stay away from it. If you, if you want to make your life easy, ship only in the United States and make your life easy. Um, I just shipped something to Alaska, you know, uh, today, as a matter of fact, I sold some of my stuff and I shipped it to Alaska and, you know, Alaska, you know, it works priority mail, but if I ship to Canada, I have to fill out a customs form. So, you know, when you're getting ready to sell your army, first thing you want to do is set it up as if you were setting it up for a display board, like at one of the major tournaments. Oh, good idea. Be careful. But be careful, don't put a display board on there and and put down that you're, you know, you're selling the army or or a clearly state in the description, you know, display board not included. And what I suggest you do is you write that in all caps. So if anyone comes back and says, well, hey, where's the display board? You could say, well, if you go back and look at the item description, I have it in all caps. Display board is not part of the sale. Wow. Now, Playboard will bring out the army. It's it's a nice way to feature your army, but I strongly suggest if you know if you're going to be a regular seller on eBay, make sure that you get one of those trifolds at Walgreens and just have that as your background. Sure. They look nice. That's a great idea. You know, I mean, I usually and I, I've sold on eBay just a couple of times, but I'll generally um, list out everything I'm selling, like the units, how many are in the unit. Descriptive. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't leave anything. Don't leave anything to the imagination. Don't be vague in any way. Understand that when you're selling it, you know, this is a transaction. This is a legal transaction. So you want to make sure that when you are selling this, you know, that, that you've listed everything that's going to be in that box when it arrives. But selling your eBay, you know, selling your stuff on eBay or any other kind of, you know, uh, I don't even know whatever kind of marketplace they have out there. Um, But if you're selling stuff on eBay, it's a nice way to keep your hobby financed. You know, you had an army for a while and you're tired of looking at it, you know, and you just want to move on to another army. You can use your old army. You sell it. You use that cash. And then a lot of the times you could just turn around and, and buy right what you, you know, right what you want off of eBay or get the money and then go and support your local game store, which is what I suggest you do. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because especially coming off of, uh, this, this little, uh, you know, house arrest everyone's been on. Yeah. You're not going to be able to have a place to play if you don't, you know, if you don't support that store. So I strongly suggest doing that, but, um, it's a great way, like I said, to keep your hobby funded. And uh, and if you just have an army that you're just really, really sick and tired of looking at, I always try to, like, ask around, you know, hey, does anybody want this, that, the other thing? I mean, I know we do that a lot in our own group. Right. But if you just, if you know that someone in, you know, or the people in your group are just not interested, it's a great way to keep your hobby funded. Uh, you're not always going to get top dollar. So get that idea out of your head. Um, say, say again, like for, for, a, for a painted army, like you generally sell armies that are painted. So oh. what, what can somebody expect for a, you know, basic Joe and Jane public paint job for an army? What? 50%, 40% of what you two retail? Thirds, two thirds value, 66% value. Okay. Not bad. Two thirds value. That's what I always go with. I try to go with two thirds value. So okay. if my army's worth, you know, you know, if my army's worth, you know, I don't know, 300 bucks, sell it for 200. 
that Got way it. what you're doing is you're giving people you're giving people a um uh, you're giving them like a uh, some breadcrumbs you're you know you're kind of like luring them in to the sale because sure. what you want is you want them them to look at your sale and say oh my god i can't pass this up i've got to get this for that price so you're going to sell your army faster right so, yeah you know i mean you know you may not be getting the one, all the money back that you know that you paid for it but then again be honest folks are you ever going to really get back everything no unless, and, you're a, unless you're a master class painter forget about it you're not yeah. going to get your money back no and, and honestly it, it's one of those things where you know i think it was said many times in, in different contexts here on the show that uh you know, if you're in this hobby to make money, you're you're in the wrong business. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, no, although I although mean, as a side note, as a side note, I, probably the best sales business ever is probably prostitution. I mean, you got it, you sell it, you still got it. Will you stop? Sorry, Bob. Okay. Um, but uh, it is it is something that I, I see someone on here is writing like, you know, oh, go to your Facebook groups, you know, I think Sean's on here saying, you know, go to your Facebook groups, you know, or go, you know, check the community. Yeah, there's lots of ways to sell your army. I mean, right. don't think ever that eBay is the only way to sell your army. It's not. Um, you understand that, uh, you know, you have more than one avenue. I'm just saying if you're choosing eBay as your as your place to sell your army, then follow those steps and I guarantee you, you'll make, you'll make some of your money back. Whereas, you know, in other avenues, you might, you know, you might only get a third of the price for your army. Right. But that's me. That's so, my, that's my spiel. But before, before we move on, uh, I want to ask you, so, so, okay. You said about two thirds for, you know, a regular schnook painted army, right? A, a yes. regular Joe or Jane painted army. Yeah. What happens if you just got a bunch of graybacks, you know, plastic glued together, and, and uh, I mean, would you still backs? try to sell it for the same percent? Eh, you can try. Like I said, you can always try, but you have to understand that you're never going to get full price for an army. Correct. Unless the person on the other end of that sale knows nothing about the hobby. Which is highly unlikely. Which is highly unlikely. So, I mean, Most people are, you know, now, now there might be that one odd person out there that's going to say, oh, wow, the models are already glued together for me. Okay, well, great. You know, if that's what you want, great. Right. But I'm just telling you, you're not going to, with gray backs, you are not going to get full price. No, I, very rare. I would, uh, I would guess not. But I mean, also, too, the, the old Zig Ziglar saying of, you know, you got to strike when the iron's hot. Also, too, if you have an army that, you know, maybe, you know, there, maybe there's a new edition of the game coming out or a new codex coming out and you've got an army that maybe you're just not interested to play anymore, but you know, it's going to be, you know, quote unquote, the new hotness, um, you know, that could help you move sure. it at a, maybe even a better price, if not faster. Yeah, it's, um, there's just a lot of different factors that come into selling an army. It's never easy, but, um, at least when you put something on eBay, it's a legal transaction. You know, a lot of the times if you're selling it through like, you know, like a Facebook group, or if you're just selling it like between you and guy in a store, you know, there's always that, you know, there's always that, you know, case where someone said, well, this is what I want. I mean, the safest route for me always, whenever I've, whenever I've sold an army is putting it on eBay and being done with it. Yeah. And it yeah. works. 
I, mean, I, I think, always had enough money back to you know to finance what I wanted to buy. Yeah, selling stuff on eBay for me is is always been fine. I just don't like the fees that they charge you on the back end. You get that surprise. Oh yeah, um, you're gonna get yeah, you're gonna get you know you're gonna get the fees. But then again, you know you agreed to it, so it's like you know it, it's like everything else in life. You know if you agree to it, <laughs> you're yeah. you're gonna pay those fees. So it's we we don't like it when we get that bill, but. Right. That's, and I, that's I, I, I think I think it even went up since I, th- I think at one time they were partners with PayPal. Well, but I think after eBay broke up with PayPal, then then somehow the fees got readjusted. But um, I yeah. look at it from this point of view, you know, they're a company. They're trying to make money. You're selling you're using their forum to sell an army that you may otherwise not have a chance to sell. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not doing it for the, you know, for yeah. the charity or they don't need the practice. Right. Yeah, Got it. They're a business just like any other business. And, right. and I and I look at it that way. I don't like it. Like I said, I don't like it when I get the bill and it's like, you know, $115, you know, for all the stuff you sold. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, you know, did I make any money off of it? But you do. And like I said, you know, if you're you agree to it when you become, you know, a member of the, you know, eBay selling community. So that's true. You agree to those fees. So. You know, you gotta you gotta unfortunately suck it up and take it sometimes. I know it sucks, but it's it's part of the ugly world of selling. Yeah, that's very true. And you know what it's funny is I I think selling armies, you know, is just um is it say can I can I say it's a it's a it's a natural part of the hobby? I mean you get into the hobby you know the thing that keeps our hobby moving. Right. Um let's face it, um there are I would say almost every single gamer out there has sold at least one of their armies. Now I know there are people out there that don't, but they're rare. Right. Most people who play this hobby sell an army to fuel their hobby. Sure. And GW knows that too. Mm-hmm. The only problem with GW is that they can't get that money. Uh, sometimes uh, they can't recoup that money in their stores people will often go to online eBay sellers uh, to get the cheaper prices. But just yeah, remember, I think... that's a double-edged sword. Because if you do that, you are sacrificing, you know, your friendly, you know, neighborhood game store. And if they go out of business, you've got no one to blame but yourself. Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming. 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. 
Yeah, yeah. This is a fickle enough community without without making you know without doing damage you know to it you know yeah. and and people's livelihoods. Yeah, no, no. And I got to be honest with you. You know, going to game in the basement here in the nerd bunker or going to game in somebody's house is one thing. It's fun. It's nice. But you you know you don't want to do that all the time. And no, you know you need those. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If when you're at a store, we I mean, we used to say this all the time. You know, when you're at a store, uh, there's going to be times like when you you know. Since Sean's on here, I'm going to make fun of Sean a little bit. If Sean wants to get rid of his dice, <laughs> he's used to it. Sean, Sean, Sean can go over and buy his new dice, and, you know, get his new pack of dice so that he can uh, yeah. see a parody better than the ones he currently had. Yeah, and you but, know, and the, and the thing is, the garbage cans at those stores are bigger too, so he can just keep throwing them out. It'll be a long time before those cans are filled up with dice. You know, that brings back a funny moment with him where uh, <laughs> I thought I thought that he threw away his Beastman dice, and I was like. Holy crap! I was like, Pat's gonna be over there grabbing those Beastman dice out of the can. Oh, I would have. Oh no, I just threw away the the Chessex ones. But we were, I remember we were laughing about it because we thought he had thrown away the uh, the Beastman dice. Oh yeah, which no, actually I, roll pretty good. I'd be doing a headstand in, in those things to pick up pick out those things. But um, no, I just think that having the game store there while you're gaming allows you to go. So, you know, how many times we've we been in the store? We're like, you know, I really want to get some more trolls, or I really want to get some more, you know. Uh, get another bloodthirster for my army, right? And, and then you just look right over on the shelf, and there it is. And and the stores know this, obviously, which is why they let you play there. You walk right. over, you buy the item. I mean, that's how stores make their money. Yep. You can't do that if you're at home, no, you know, or if you're at a house. So, no, you know what? And, and I th- I think yeah, you know, you you want to be tempered. I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, you want you want to temper yourself as far as you know what you sell on eBay versus what you do to support, you know, a local independent game store or even a GW store. You know, I, I personally think those GW stores didn't go to the small closets that they are now for, for no reason. I think there was definitely um, an instance where they thought maybe the brick and mortar, they needed to pull back from it a little bit. But I also think the personal touch is still what any company needs. Yes. Yes. I mean, there will never, ever be a point in time when a GW store does not have in-store gaming outside of, of course, the COVID virus. Of course. But yeah. there will never, ever be a time when they don't have at least one or two tables. Because they know if they do, the game's over. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The first thing they do when you walk into a GW store is they they ask you if you've ever played before. And if not, they show you how to play the game. And yeah. it be, it, it's, it's, it's a hell of a gag when you've got nowhere to play, especially in the store that you just spent six $700 buying an army from. Yeah, it's... Um... It's the it, like I said. It's the natural. It's it, it's the natural process of the game. We go into a store, you know, we're introduced to the hobby. They try to sell you a, a starter box set, or if you know you have gamers in the store like you, me, or any of the other guys in our group, they'll often say, "Well, hey, go over to that shelf and tell me which of those, you know, which of those models you think are the coolest." And then what we used to do back in the day is we would help these guys, you know, build an army. You know, oh yeah, say, okay. right. You know, especially back in sixth, seventh, and eighth edition. You know, not so much for AOS because you know mo- everybody pretty much knows what they want now. But back in the day, we'd have these newbies walk in. They're like, "Well, what army? You know, is you know, like Conan or something like that." Right. And say, "Okay, well, yeah. you probably want something like Chaos, you know, because that's got like the big the know, barbarians." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? So, but I mean, so going back to all... going back to selling armies on on eBay. Yeah. So. And it all... Nope, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, you know, just follow those tips. You know, understand that you're not always going to sell an army. Uh, or at least you may not sell 
the army the way you want to. You may find that when you break the army apart and put it into smaller groups of units, that you may sell them individually. And in some cases, you may make more money than you did when you were selling it as a whole army. I've, I've had that happen over the years. It's rare, but it does happen. So, you know, right. uh, I think that in the long run, selling armies fuels the hobby. It absolutely fuels the hobby. Well, sure. And what it and what it also does is it it allows someone, maybe a guy has got a really busy schedule, and the only time he has off is the time he has to game. So he may want to buy a pre-painted army so that when he gets it, he's ready to go. He goes into the shop, he plays a game, and he, you know, then he goes to work. Sure. Right. I mean, I think GW even had a um a thing that they called lunch hammer where they actually had people come in like for an hour on their lunch break, uh, break and play a quick game. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Remember that? Like, yeah. Well, it was years ago. I think it was back during eighth edition, but I remember hearing about in. that. Yeah. Which, yeah. which it's hysterical to me that you could play eighth edition at any point level in an hour. Oh yeah. Well, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I mean, the 500 point games actually were some of the best games we ever had, you know, because you can't afford to just throw troops and let them die. Right. You, you have to make sure that every single one of your guys counts. So, but yeah, but that's my take on it. So, uh, like I said, if you want to follow that guideline, if not, then, you know, sell your army however you feel the best way you can. Yeah, I, I, I hope that helped, guys. It helped me. I mean, there's some stuff in there, obviously, you know, that, uh, that that you have to take into consideration, especially the international shipping. I don't think I'll ever do that again. But but good stuff, Steve, as always, man. Good, uh, good topic. Hey. I hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live experience and the show. If you want to support the show, please like and subscribe on YouTube and follow us on our podcast. This way, you'll be alerted when we post new content. If you'd like to support Grimdark Live further, head over to GrimdarkLive.com, get a t-shirt, dice, or there's Patreon, which makes our show possible. Keeps our mics on and the lights buzzing. Big thanks to everyone, past, present, and future who have supported Grimdark Live. We do this because of all of you, and of course, we will continue doing this for as long as we can. Okay, you guys ready for more Grimdark Live? Let's get back to the show. (laughs) Boy, this is going to be a little bit of a shot of adrenaline with this new topic that we're moving on to. But I think it's got to be said. You know, it's... um... Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I assume we're, we're, we're about to talk about the, the message to the community. Yes. Yeah, I, okay. I, I do. So, and go ahead. I, I was just going to say this. Um, GW put out a very beautiful letter to the community about, you know, everyone is, you know, welcome in our community. And, um, and, you know, if you have a problem with that, you know, hit the road because we don't want any haters or anything like that in our stores and our groups. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, yeah, I me just too. wanted. To, yeah, and I just wanted to say, like, that over the years, we've had such a, div- a diverse group of people that we've played with. I mean, I, I could rattle the names, but I, I don't want to have to do that. I, I just think that it's important to understand that when people come into game, I don't look at them. Uh, by their paint job. I look at them, if they're a good person, if they're fun to play with, if they bring enjoyment to the group and to the hobby. And that's the way 
any group should judge the people that game in their group. Specifically the Grimdark group. Yes. Oh, specifically us, because we've had so many diverse, you know, people in our group over the years. I just think that um, the problem I think we're having now is that some people took that message as, well, now we're going to start uh, uh, kicking Politicizing it. Yeah, politicizing and, it and, and trying to um, trying to throw people out whose political views do not match their own. And I'm going to tell you something right now, folks, and I hope everyone out there is listening to me. Keep the politics out of this hobby. Keep it out the front door. It's okay to talk about things when you go next door and you're sitting down and you're having, you know, a, a beer or having, you know, a dinner with your buddies, you know, when you're at a restaurant. But when you're inside that store, nobody cares if you voted for Trump and nobody cares if you're going to vote for Biden. Everyone in that store is there to game. Make your gaming about gaming. You start bringing in the outside world into this hobby, folks, and I'm going to tell you something. You're going to see people driven out of the hobby. Wait, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. What is happening get ready grimdark goons to time travel back in time to a grimdark live show segment from the past the past a segment from a show back in time get ready grimdark goons here we go We got some great guests today. Our first guest is a returning guest. Uh, with us today is one of is, is really a great guy, a heck of a guy to know. Um, really, kind of, uh, really making a name for himself in the community, and that's Chuck Giardino. Chuck, thanks for being back with us, bud. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I tell you what, man, we we are ecstatic that you're back with us. I mean, you're you're here with us uh, for our fiftieth show, um, and and you've really been a, a huge part uh, proponent and a supporter. I I, I really got to say of, of Grimdark Live, and and you were back here with us last on May twenty fourth, I think it was of this past year. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe so. It's kind of after your uh, um, Veterans Day tournament. That's that it, right? Back in yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so Sean, Gary, Randy, and I, we, we met you in person at the first uh, for yep. the first time at the Armed Forces Day uh, tournament back in in May of uh, of this year, in 2018, for the for Armed Forces Day one. Yes. As your as your reputation with your close family and friends, you know, kind of bounce back after they've after you've associated with us. You accelerated it, actually. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they they listen to what's online. They they go forward. They they take positive steps in the directions of tabletop gaming that they need to. And really, you know, I, I hear the Grimdark name out there on the forefront. I mean, oh, it's like the new garage hammer. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's really nice to say. But I tell you what, on, on that on that bail money thing you helped me out with, I will pay you back. Okay, no problem. He's yeah. lying. You're never going to get it back. I mean, I, I knew it was a bad Friday night for you, but I was there for you, buddy. I drove up. Welcome back, Grimdark Goons. Hope you enjoyed the time travel. Welcome back to the present. Now, back to the show. Well, we're already seeing that. And, and this is where I want to kind of hijack your statement. All yours. Go for it. You know, folks, if you've ever listened to our show before, if you've ever taken an ethics class, if you've ever talked about 
uh, just being a civil person, you've heard the phrase, the social contract before. Now we've added of gaming to the end of it. So we've said many times in the show, the social contract of gaming. And, and to be honest with you, you know, Gary Frank first used that phrase here on this show. And ever since we've stood behind that and what it means, and, and we've ripped him off every day since. Um, and so thank him for that. And yes, um, I'll maybe be using more names tonight in what I'm about to talk about, because I think we need to clear the air on a lot of things. Uh, you, you hear us every closing of the show say the social contract uh, we have between gamers and the commitment we have to this community and to each other. We're only as good as our last game. That commitment that we talk about starts with civility. And, and that's really the essence of building a community, not destroying it. I don't think I need to reiterate at all to any of you that the state of things have been pretty lousy in the world as of today. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you listen to the, our closing thoughts from last Thursday's show on Grimdark Live, um, I was one that did the closing thoughts, and, and I implored everyone to try and not be so negative and nasty to one another. I, I believe true growth can come from that. The reality is this community really doesn't need any division with how niche it is already. I mean, we're already tap dancing on a landmine before this community is gone. Anyway, you couple that with social media and things can go from bad to worse. And the case I wanted to bring up to you today is a matter of personal integrity. And folks, using social media platforms to be nothing more than mean, passive-aggressive cowards. And I think social media makes it easy for these wimps to insult others in a non-forthcoming way without the, the consequences that could come from, say, a direct face-to-face -face conversation or more. And here in a bit, I think you're going to all understand what I mean, but, but let's warm it up here. Um, so what am I talking about? Well, let me start with, with what I have up on the screen right now. Uh, for many of you guys who going to be joining us later on the podcast, um, again, come on back to the live show. But... You'll see back on June 4th, Games Workshop put out the following statement. And Steve, can I bore you? I'm going to read it, all right? No, Here, go here for it. Goes. So it says, and this is from Games Workshop. One of the great powers of our hobby is the ability to bring people together in common cause to build bonds and friendships that cross divides. We believe in and support a community united by shared values of mutual kindness and respect. Our fantasy settings are grim and dark. But that is not a reflection of who we are or how we feel the real world should be. We will yep. never accept nor condone any form of prejudice, hatred, or abuse in our company or in the Warhammer hobby. We will continue to diversify the cast of characters we portray through our miniatures, art, and storytelling so everyone can find representation and heroes they can relate to. And if you feel the same way, wherever and whoever you are, we're glad you are part of the Warhammer community. If not, you will not be missed. You know, this statement does a couple of things really well. It recognizes largely implicitly that GW is a company that makes toys. Their stance is not uh, and largely cannot be one of direct activism, but instead pushing for inclusivity uh, in all things. This hobby should be for everyone absolutely. Now, and it already is. That's well, the, that's that's the thing that kind of it it um, it's becoming not that though, Stephen. This is where I'm having a problem. Oh yeah, well yeah, the outside forces. Yeah, go on. I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all right. And I added the word absolutely, everyone absolutely, because here's the thing, I, I 
to me, and just like the kind of, you know, I'm not going to be quite a soliloquin like Steve was in his opening statements about this, but I don't give a fuck who and what you are. Guys, girls, gay people, straight people, people that fuck everyone and anything, liberals, conservatives, anarchists, and, 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 and everyone from Diddly Kyo to the fuck if I know. As a matter of fact, if Grimdark Live was the first web show, I'm going to say this right now, we were the first web show to have interviews with women in the world of gaming. We covered a lot of those interviews. And let me tell you, they, those women that, that we heard a lot of those stories, they weren't treated very well or welcomed by many of you self-righteous pricks out there in the hobby right now. So let, let's just get that straight right now. You, you people that are always preaching about, you know, being inclusive. You know, and let me, but let me, let me back up here a little bit. On the same day that this particular statement here was, was released, um, and I'll throw this up there. On the same day that it was released, um, we at Grimdark Live posted the following response. Here it is. Grimdark Live is proud to dedicate our show every week to this great company. Thank you, Games Workshop. Thank you. And I agree with them. I really do. You just heard the co-host here, Steve. He agrees with them. And that's our sincere approach. When we say everyone should be included, absolutely. Well, it, it's not people that just you know, are of like yeah. type minds. Our okay. group didn't talk it. We lived it. Exactly. You know, and, and here's the thing. I've heard this, this idiotic phrase, virtue signaling. What the, f- that's like broken glass in my ear. Every time I hear some puke utter that, that phrase, you know, is, is games workshop corporate message? Is it virtue signaling? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, and I think at the, at the end of the day, I, I don't even know, I don't even know if I care. I mean, is it is it any more virtue signaling when a car company shows a, a pregnant woman getting into a minivan or, you know, uh, some kind of a car like that? Or or how about this? You know, is it virtue signaling when that, that time the Gillette Razor Company created the We Believe the Best Men Can Be ad? You know, by the way, the, the Gillette brand also bashed, berated, and boycotted, uh, or they were, for shameless profiteering and, and, and emasculating men. Those These were all labels uh, that were put on them. And they, but, but, but in the same breath, you know, is it, is it virtue signaling when Gillette, uh, can, can label an entire gender with sexist, violent sins of a few. And, and, and I had an issue with that, with this, with this ad, by the way, but, you know, but moving on, you know, I just wanted to point that out because I don't agree with the whole virtue signaling thing, but back to GW statement. And I know Steve, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple more things you want to say too, and I'm not done yet either. Um, to me, it doesn't scream virtue signaling <laughs> as, as they're not giving any bold statements or commandments or, or even directives. They're setting no, up. I think what, no, I think what GW said was, was dead on. Yeah, exactly. And, um, the, the problem yeah. is the community isn't behaving like it, whether they want to pontificate and say they are or not. You know, they're, they're, what GW is doing, in my opinion, Steve, they're setting out what they can control and being, being welcoming to people of all backgrounds. But, but I got to be honest, and I'm, I'm pointing my finger electronically out there to many of you people in the community. You know, many of you so-called social justice folks could learn a bit from GW. For, for a company that makes molded plastic and fantasy settings, that's just about all we can realis- realistically expect, which is more than I can say for, for some in this community. I expected more out of a lot of you so-called educated and enlightened and woke people. And, and I got to be honest with you, some of the stuff that I'm going to get into here in a minute, I'm pretty disgusted with. But Steve, I mean, do you have anything before I, I keep rolling? Because I'm 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 steamrolling here, man. 
Well, let's uh, let's be measured. Um, I think that, uh, and, and which which does not mean hold back, but um, I think the problem that we're having here is that GW put out this beautiful letter about diversity and inclusivity. My group, over the past twenty years, we don't talk it; we live it. Exactly. We've had black. We've had black members, Asian women, and I hate even saying that. I yeah. hate even saying that because yeah. they weren't those things to us. They were our buddies. They were our friends. They were the guys and gals that we gamed with every single weekend. Right. Every single weekend we spent with these with these people. All of our friends. All of our buddies in the hobby. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't objects to us. They were our friends. And so when I hear people talking about uh, the uh, wanting to have diversity, but then I look at their group and I don't see it, that kind of makes me take a step back and say, okay, well, who's genuine here and who's not? Right. Well, let me, let me close out the statement, this, 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 go ahead. this, 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 this palabra about this virtue signaling. And I'm going to say it like this because I, you know, that's, that's just a never ending rat hole that you can run down on that topic. But here, here's the thing. If you think Games Workshop is virtue signaling for the sake of shameless profiteering and all this other bourgeois crap that I've been hearing, I guess you have that right to do so. You know, go ahead. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't really think it's, 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 it's warranted, uh, but go ahead. Um, I do not, or, or no. I think nor, their letter was. I think their letter was appropriate for the times yeah. that we're living through. And, but I don't agree with anything about shameless profiteering or virtue signaling. Nor does anybody involved with Grimdark Live. Uh, I don't, nobody here does. And I'm actually nope. proud of GW for this advertisement. Look, guys, we fucking said it. We said it the day that it was released, June fourth. But in a way, I got to be honest with you, Steve, and everybody listening, I wish Games Workshop wouldn't have done it because it, it brought out the worst in some in this gaming community. And that's kind of where we're edging on this next part of this topic, especially those keyboard warriors who <laughs> are, are almost reliant on an existence of false bravery through this fucking passive aggressive keystrokes. Those people are just mean. And to an ignorant person, there's a fine line, almost unrecognizable line between those that are mean and those that are tough. And to, to, to some of the responses I've read to, to this message by Games Workshop and the events of the past 12 weeks as a whole have left me searching for tough people in a sea of mean, passive-aggressive cowards. But guess, guess what? There's a shit ton of mean people out there. And honestly, I've, I've witnessed a lot of horrible statements. And, and, and not only have I heard them, people say them. But I've seen it on different boards, different social media boards. People have said, if you're a cop, you, you need to leave this hobby. If you were a cop, you need to leave this hobby. If you are or were in the military, you need to leave this hobby. If you're not a Democrat or, or not a Republican, I don't like you. I even saw somebody, and this is something I can't, I can't rationalize in my brain. This one like completely stopped me cold, talking about hashtag and everything, like I said earlier. I even saw somebody call another person online, and like I said, they hashtagged it, a hashtag Nazi hobbyist, <laughs> because of an opinion that this person had separating the rioters from the protesters, which was on a GW page, which I, or a, a, a Facebook group. And that's I, terrible. I, well, I just, I just said to myself, I was like, well, well, I thought to myself, I was like, that's the most, first of all, I was like, I, I pictured like, like, 
the most ridiculous. I was like, I've never even thought in my a thousand years. First of all, we all agree, okay, Nazis are bad. We got it. Fine. But, you know, so are communists. So are sniveling little twerps. You know, they're all bad. But, you know, for all you a-holes out there pointing fingers and pontificating about how righteous you are and, and, and others aren't, maybe GW is also talking about you. You ever think about that, you jagoffs? You won't be missed. You ever think about that? I mean, you're allowed to kick someone out of the hobby because of a different opinion or point of view or political affiliation or whatever. Um, you know, an occupation like being a, a cop or a soldier. It, it's it's repulsive. And and, and Steve, I, I know I got to bore you. you. You've already heard the story a time ago, but I want to I want to give everyone a story that at one time in this hobby was an isolated incident. It was a rare thing, but I see it happening almost, almost 10 times a day now. So here's what happened. I was at a game store. I'm not going to give away the name of the store. Is it okay if I tell the story, Steve? Go for it. Okay. Um, folks, this is a good story. You'll appreciate this one. Or, you know, for you sniveling little turds, it'll upset you. Uh, but here's, here's where I'm going with this. I was at a particular game store. I'm not going to say the name. Uh, and I was gaming. I don't remember who with, it was, it was a few years ago. Does And there was a guy at the table next to me and he was playing a 40 K game. And I remember vividly, he had this beautifully painted death Corps army and he modeled it after trader guard. And, um, it was gorgeous. It was beautifully painted, but obviously it was a trader guard, kind of a, you know, chaos themed death Corps army. And in it, he had a chaos knight. And the Chaos Knight was painted like a, the whole army was painted like they were German World War II soldiers. And this knight was painted uh, like a German tank of World War II. All right, I'll say it like that. Well, I don't know. The guy's, the, he's, he's there getting ready to play his game. And the, the, the manager of the store comes over to him and asks him to leave. He, they said the customer was complaining about his army. And, and, and folks, it's a true story. The man was probably, I don't know, 50-ish, somewhere around there. And the guy's like, well, I don't, what are you talking about? And he's like, I've never been in the store before. What do you mean? And he said, I'm sorry, you got to leave. You know, your, your army is offensive. And the guy said, what do you mean it's offensive? Well, I'm, what, what's offensive about it? He said, well, well, the way you have it modeled. He's like, what are you talking about? Now, I, I knew that the old guy that was playing this army, he knew what the guy was talking about, but he wanted to edge on it. Now, here's the thing I'm going to tell you right now. Being that it was themed after this World War II German army, there wasn't one racial thing on there. There wasn't one swastika. There wasn't one identifier of, you know, the Schutzstaffel or anything terrible, any of those awful, horrible groups. It was just, it was modeled that if you ever seen a death card or death guard, they kind of have a, like a Wehrmacht helmet, almost like a German world war two helmet, but I'm digressing. So in, in the, in the ensuing conversation in the verbal tussle between this, this man and the manager, the guy blurted out, he goes, look, buddy, I, 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 this is a chaos army. They're bad guys. I wanted the ultimate bad guy for my army. I'm Jewish. The guy that was playing this army was, admittedly, he was a Jewish guy. And he said, I wanted the ultimate bad guy from, for this chaos army, for this traitor guard. It was his artistic interpretation. So, But the guy ended up having to get kicked out. Well, it, the story gets better. So as the guy you know, and his, and his buddy he was gaming with are leaving... They're, of course, you know, letting everybody know they're never coming back, and this is this is ridiculous. Now, as I said in the beginning of my story here, folks, that was a very isolated, rare thing, unlike very out there and wide open, you know, visceral times we're in now. But 
so what happened next was there was a, there were guys at this other table that were playing bolt action. <laughs> and you guess what the one guy had, Steve? Guess guess the army that the one guy playing bolt action. Let folks, me guess the uh, the Wehrmacht. Yes, and it was painted like he had a. Uh, I guess it would be the the. Um, what were they called, Steve? The uh, the 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 Waffen. Yeah. Uh, Einsatz group and were the extermination squads. Yeah. And, and 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 again, but but they were playing a World War II battle game called Bolt Action. Now this guy was so paranoid that it ruined his game. He he and his buddy got all their stuff packed up and they left. And you know what's amazing to me? That at one time I, I remember saying to myself, that was that was ridiculous. Now there, and I'm telling you, now I paid attention. I was looking. Now, either whether it was the Bolt Action Army or whether it was the 40K Army, there wasn't one, um, you know, fascist uh, swastika. Inappropriate symbolism. There yeah. was nothing on it whatsoever. But see, I, I remember that because that was so isolated of an instance that occurred that, that to be honest with you, now looking at what's, I can't even remember the last thing that was said, even today, there's been so many horrible things slung all over the place in the community. It's just, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. What, what is, what, what has been sprung, what has been, uh, what once was festering has now sprung full blown. Yeah. And, and, it's and despicable. it really is. It's terrible. And, and to be honest with you, I, I got to, you know, for me, and I'm going to try to do my best to calm down here, but, but for me, this hobby and game has until recently been a form of therapy, a, a form yeah. of relaxation. Uh, this used to be uh, a good game to be part of, uh, a good community, a good hobby uh, to be part of, but I'm not so sure of that anymore. Maybe it'll turn around. Probably not. Um, you see, this hobby is no longer the escape from uh, reality or the sanctuary of imagination that it used to be. And it's frustrating to me that people in this community can bring in politics uh, and aren't even mature enough to not make it personal. You see, as you always said, what, what do you always refer to? The pestilent children that are out there that are going, you know, that you can't even talk. Look, we have people in our gaming group that are conservative. Now, folks, if, for the record, I'm not a conservative. I'm not a liberal. I think you both, that's your, that's, that's, that's your problems. But we have people in our gaming group that are conservative, more independent, you know, minded like myself, liberals, and we can have conversations and we, 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 we respect each other's opinions. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just, we're like in a weird vortex when we all get together and play that we, you know, we, we go into like, no, a, I think what, on the contrary, I think what it actually shows is that we're uh, good friends, you know, that we respect each other's opinions, no matter what they are. But like I, I, said, I, yeah. don't, I don't care who I sit down at the table with, as long as we have a good laugh and good food, that's all I care about. Yeah. The conversation is, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just gravy. But I, I think, I think beyond that, whether you're friends or not, you should have, like I said in the beginning, civility and respect. You know, Absolutely. we've weaponized words here and, 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 and we cannot do anything else other than yell at each other. Nobody is listening anymore. We can't even have a conversation because nobody is willing to listen. People are, you know, jamming on their keyboards or walking down the streets, hashtagging everything. I mean, guys, it, this is a game of toy dollies. Does, does everything get over yourselves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, does everything need to be a movement? Does everybody need to be so offended? Does 
everybody have to have their own personal crisis? I mean, honestly, folks, get the frick over yourself. This is a plastic dolly game. And and it just, it blows my mind that um, you're going to bring, you're going to, you're going to bring that crap into this. You, you know, you, you really think like you're going to bring, you're going to bring politics or religion or uh, uh, sexual orientation, all that kind of stuff. Orcs, uh, ogres, elves, trolls. Do you, do you, do you think, do you think a troll gives a shit for who Donald Trump is or Hillary Clinton or anybody. Do you, do you think they give a crap who they are? It just, well, it, it, it just further illustrates the ludicrous nature of all of it and well, how, and, and how it's um, that poison has just coursed through this community these past, you know, couple of weeks here. It, it, it's terrible. It's terrible what's happening. And, and I, I think, I think I'm going to start winding it down with this. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do what I, what I can, and I'm going to wind down where you started if I can. Sure. You know, I don't, I don't know who knows me or not. I know my, my friends uh, know me. I know my family knows me. I know my gaming group knows me, but in case anyone's curious, you know, I, I grew up in and around Chicago streets. Mostly I've spent my life in the sport of boxing, both as a competitive fighter and as a coach. I went to military school as an honor student, you know, yes, your honor, no, your honor. I'll never do it again. Your honor. You know, <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time around guys in black robes. Um, and you know what? The Marines saved me. And in situations like that, in places I'm from and been many times, my, my life and safety and success was totally reliant on black, brown, red, yellow, white toned people. We were friends, we were combatants, we were gym mates, cell mates, and, and, and came out of the same squad bay together. You know, myself and everybody that I currently associate with in my little group of gaming, we're against all forms of police brutality, regardless of color, creed, orientation. I have zero tolerance for racism or anyone who falsely accuses others of it. Get that through your thick heads. You know... And, 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 you know, one thing that kind of, that kind of bothers me is we need to get away from what this hobby is. We, we, we need to get back to what, what I should say, what this hobby is. This yeah, hobby always meant to be. is an escape, is an escape. It's a fantasy setting. I mean, their own words, the great power of our hobby, our, meaning everybody, yours, mine is the ability to bring people together in a common cause. Now, they don't spell out what that common cause is. Do you think that common cause is to be a starch liberal and, you know, hate the police? Do you think that common cause is to be a uh, conservative and, you know, throw tear gas? No, that common cause is to build bonds and friendships, the social contract of gaming that I've been talking about. For the past three years. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if I could just say one, one thing too, that, that's kind of bothering me. Um, look, we get it. We, we, we don't like any, any form of, of ignorance and prejudice and all that, but, but you guys that are out there, you know, on your soapboxes, you know, pointing fingers and, you know, again, 
telling people they're not welcome in this hobby because they are or were a police officer or are or were in the military or because they might be a Republican or might be a Democrat or, you know, they, they might have this type of um, uh, social belief or this type of sexual uh, orientation. You pricks got to look at yourself, man. Maybe what you really hate is the reflection in the mirror. And that, that's the, that, that's the, that's the, that's the thing that I just want to say to everyone. Remember what we're doing here, folks. We're sniffing glue and we're playing, we're pushing plastic dollies across a table. That's all we're doing. That's it. And as I said, and I'll say it again, this community, this hobby, we're tap dancing on a landmine. This is a niche hobby and it's fickle enough. You know, it doesn't need your help. It does not need your help to destroy it. Don't do it. Protect it. Embody it. And 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 have a good time. And, and just know, be a decent human being. Just be, yeah, be civil. Be a decent human being. Remember the social contract of gaming and don't be a freaking short pants. You see, Steve, I was able to wind that in there. <laughs> you always do. I will always find a way to do that. But that's, you know, that's what I want to say. You know, I mean, remember, the, the, the word everyone doesn't mean what you, what you people out there can construe it to be. Period. If, if you don't like someone, don't game with them. Exactly. That's, you know, it. That's yeah. it. You don't have to yell at anyone. You don't have to be ignorant. You don't have to be rude. Mm-hmm. Just just don't game with them. And, and and here's one last thing before we move on to the to the question of the day. There's no hook in your ass. There's, there's no hook in my ass either, I guess. But you know what? Um, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I happen to really enjoy this setting. I happen to really enjoy this game. Um, it, it, it brings me a lot of peace and enjoyment yeah. up until Keyword recent, game. up until recent history. But you want to know something? I, I, I know who those pricks are out there and you know what? I'm not going to miss you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to use GW's phrase. You won't be missed. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and have fun where I'm going to keep gaming. And you know what will happen? Good people will do just that. They'll find their little niche areas and there's this little niche community. And the rest of those bastards will eat. When they have no one else to chew on, they'll eat each other. And that'll be that. So, I don't know. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I mean, normally, like I said, we don't we don't like to be that kind of a show. But um, I, th- I think it had to, I think it, all that had to be said. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, if you're going to take any message away from what you said, just be respectful and kind to one another, guys. We're we're a small community. We can't we can't afford this nonsense. Well, it it just it's sad. It really is. It's pathetic. You know, it's. Uh, well, uh, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to, uh, you know, because uh, like I said, um, but that's it. We said our piece, and and hopefully on, uh, on 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 Grimdark Live, we can we can talk about novelers and short pants, you know, from here on after. Sound good? <laughs> yeah, to get a bit again. See, I got to keep doing that, man. I got to keep doing that. All right, so so here oh. it is. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. 
We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. Let's, um, question of the day. let's get to the question of the day. So here it is, Steve. This is for you, buddy. When is it a good time to call it quits in the hobby? Uh, when you no longer find enjoyment in it, when, when the, when the hobby becomes a job, it's, or, or if you become, if you see it as a job, um, or if you see it as more of a burden than a boon, it is, um, it, it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. It, it's just not. And, um, you know, some people take breaks for, you know, a year, some people take breaks for the rest of their life. And it just, you know, it depends on where you're at mentally at that point in time, you know, what decision you want to make, but yeah, that's my yeah. two cents. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. I mean, you know, like I said, I, you know, guys, I'm, I'm going to be a little, uh, a little, a little, a little personal here. You know, I, I came into this hobby. I'm not going to get into, you know, everything, but, um, you know, my, my, my life hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows and this hobby for me replaced, uh, a lot of bad and, and it gave me, a, uh, something that I could, I could do with my son. And it introduced me to some of the most incredible people I thought I'd ever meet. And, and I, I, I know, and, and, and a lot of great people, but you know, I, I think about the people that are, that are in our, our gaming group. Um, you know, we're not all the, mo- they're not all, all, you know, PhD educated. They don't own their own businesses. They don't drive Ferraris. They don't, but you know, the fact is they're genuine. They don't have to. They're, yeah, they they're real. Um, there are buddies. They are. And you want to know something? I look at the other people that we've, we've gotten a chance to, uh, at least electronically meet from, from all different walks of life and, and, and around like the planet, doom. like doom and like doom. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, um, that we would never have been able to meet without this awesome game. Slambo buddies out in Texas. Yep. It, oh, those guys are insane. I could start screaming Slambo right now. Um, <laughs> the dark artisan, you know, we did that great interview with him when nobody even knew who he was, you know, back in the day. And, um, I gotta tell you, you know, uh, look, look what, look at that guy, man. I mean, and, and he, my whole point is folks, you got to understand there are so many tremendous, good awesome, wonderful, beautiful people in this hobby. What do you want to screw that up for? What do you, what do you want to mess that up for? You want to, you want to destroy it for what? Because you got some selfish indignation. I don't ever want to have to think about when it's time to walk away because I appreciate what this game and what this hobby does. I appreciate it. And, um, maybe, maybe those people that are out there with these disgruntled, bad attitudes, maybe you don't, maybe you don't appreciate it. Maybe you don't appreciate anything. I don't know what your problem is, but I would ask you to take a long look at yourself in the mirror and and reconsider those things that you say and the things that you do to people. Because, you know, at the end of the day, whether they have a different opinion, whether they have a different orientation or whatever, they're still people. And that's what, that's what a lot of you pricks out there are forgetting. 
So I guess I'll, I'll pose the, my question of the day back to you people. And you can answer this for yourselves. When is it a good time for you to call it quits? So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's everything. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it. Well, Steve, I did the closing thoughts last week, man. It's, it's you this week. Yeah. Um, so notwithstanding everything that we just talked about, uh, folks, after much thought and consideration, I've decided that my time with the hobby has come to an end. Uh, while I know that Patrick did not want things to end this way for me, I simply see it as a new beginning for someone else who still enjoys Warhammer. Uh, there are just too many ugly things that are starting to creep their way into this hobby. And at this point, it has affected the way I view the hobby. Uh, it is for this reason, among other things, that have led me to this decision. You know, being away from the hobby during this plague has afforded me a remarkable amount of clarity. Mostly, I've discovered that I really haven't missed it that much. So in fairness to those who still love this hobby, it's time for me to move on. While I can't say this is the end of my gaming life, should I decide to return, it will be in a much reduced capacity. You know, and in parting, my friends, I implore you, I implore you, continue to support Grimdark Live. Continue to support Patrick in whatever future endeavor he sees fit for Grimdark. And to those of you who still have their mojo for playing this hobby, try to keep the outside world out of your hobby. So this is Grimdark Steve signing off. Good night and good luck. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, Steve, I got to be honest with you, buddy. Um, uh, you're going to be missed, you know, and, and it's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. Maybe uh, rather than chucking dice and pushing plastic dollies across the table, we'll break out the, the old fishing poles and maybe go catch some bass. Yeah. Um, Cause I can tell you, I can do that without having to deal with all the nonsense. I just, it, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck to all of you out there who are going to stick it out in the hobby. And um, I hope things don't get too rough for you. Yeah. So folks, um, that's the way to end it. Dark Live, I'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and dwarf in the Age of Sigmar worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. If you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast. Fear Gang, there'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grimdark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim. All you dice chucking, goose sniffing gamer games, you're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grimdark Live, and that's the social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye.